I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. How you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. Uh, we'd love to visit uh, with you for the next three hours, and the best way for you to do that is for you to weigh in with your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t 973com You can also pull that up on the double t 973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Gus, how you going? Pretty good. Just, uh, you know, hump day in it, and... Uh... Yeah, it feels like uh, it feels like things are starting to slow down, you know, like just as we head into this. And on Maybe one hand, you. well, I know, I agree. Here, here's this is the stuff I wrote on my hand to do, like <laughs> since I left the office, you know, like just <laughs> you know, I grab the sharpie out of the console, and then when I pull up to the red light, I go, yeah, I can do this, and you know, but but at the same time, just the the volume of traffic and things around the office starting to slow down like bodies and phone calls and things like that and so it's uh um yeah just uh here here we go here we go yes uh today is national signing day it's the beginning of the early signing period uh most of the recruiting action will be wrapped up by the end of this week um there will be of course the february signing period but the vast overwhelming majority of uh, Division One prospects will already have found a home by then. So this is the big day, and you've already seen a lot of movement. There hasn't been much movement in the Big 12. Uh, there's been no movement on the Texas Tech side of things, which is good news. You've had your class essentially intact for months. Uh, you did pick up the offensive tackle that we discussed yesterday, Maurice Rodriguez. We got clarity on the spelling. There's a Q instead of a G, <laughs> yes. Um, but Micah Hudson signed, as expected, no issues. McGuire confirming today uh, in in multiple settings. I heard him say this um, to Adam Gorney on the Rivals.com National Signing Day show uh, earlier this morning. Uh, he also reiterated this at his press conference uh, this afternoon that Hudson committed to him in June. Yeah, that was uh, an enlightening and uh, he talked about wanting to announce. I mean, and, and Coach McGuire was there was some revelation there um, in terms of him saying we want them to release that kind of thing when they're ready. You know, we put a lot of pressure on them, and uh, and so uh, Micah was here. He was here for several of the home games, but he was here and wanting to do this around the Oregon game didn't finish the way they wanted to yeah there, there was a there was a, a story to that more more so than just he woke up one day feeling good about something you know you know the the commitment came in june and the uh to, to coach to the coaching staff and then uh you know all the 
I mean, you think about it, that's six months ago, you know, and uh, I don't know, It's it's been out there for what, the last two to three months, I don't remember exactly when that came, but yeah, it's good uh, good stuff to get all those dudes inked, and I think uh, 13 of those freshmen, including Micah Hudson, uh, will be on campus in January, which is a good number, and we take it from there. We'll... Uh... Here's some of those comments from McGuire throughout the program today as uh, our very own Jeff McGuire uh, has already um, gone through that audio. I'm sorry, not Jeff McGuire, Chandler Anderson. I'm sorry, Chandler. Chandler Anderson has gone through that audio for us and uh, cut up those clips. So thank you to Chandler for banging that out so quickly, and we will certainly use it uh, in the program today. Uh, As things sit right now, um, Texas Tech has the highest ranked class in the new Big 12, um, ahead of UCF, ahead of others. And I believe they're still hanging on to a top 25 class in the rivals team rankings. Plenty still to come there, though, so you're not out of the woods. But right now you're ranked 23rd, um, tied with Missouri for uh, the 23rd ranked class, which is pretty good. And if that holds, again... You'll be the first new Big 12 team, um, Big 12 3.0 team, to sign back-to-back top 25 classes uh, since Arizona State about a decade ago. So that's uh, that's good news. Man, that is that is good stuff. This in the H Flooring Center chat line. Someone says, uh, would you please tell Gus that there is an app called Notes on your phone. You can retire the Sharpie. <laughs> well, I know, but I was driving, and so that was the a little bit easier to scribble Could that. Do you not do Siri? Like, hey, Siri, yeah, remind me of such and such. Remember, I'm 56 years old. Sure. Oh, 56 yeah. years old. I like to kick. I like to stretch. Yeah, so the Sharpie on the palm, also hard to, you don't forget that. Right? Sure. Oh, there it is. I need to be reminded of, oh, yep, got it. Yeah, it does look brutal. It's not my favorite way to go, but. As I, I How feel long like we, does that take to kind of wash off? Eh, remind me tomorrow. Yeah, we'll write just, it on your hand to, to, for me to remind <laughs> you tomorrow. But it'll it'll be off. But send an email to yourself to ask to take a look at my left palm tomorrow, and it'll be a little more than twenty four hours because we probably won't be in here at three tomorrow. Probably, probably be a little closer to four. Yeah, you know, probably. Four, 15, 4.30 due to it's an interesting tip time. I'm fine with it. I don't mind having a a bit lighter of an afternoon, but you, you think it's early because it's like the 21st? I, I believe the, uh, I believe this will be that game that they play. And then the kids are all like, if, if you want to meet Texas tech basketball players, uh, okay. go out to the airport tomorrow, about five o'clock stand around. You'll see lots of tall guys loading out of vans and going in. Cause they'll, they'll probably, th- this has been the cadence over the last few years. Those guys will all fly home tomorrow night on the late flights, and then, um, you know, whatever their Christmas break is going to be, three or four days or whatever, will start, you know, tomorrow after that game. So take care of business and then go home and see some family. Duffin Houston has this. These signees and transfers remind me a lot of some leech teams, long tackles, beefy guards, superstar receiver, and big effort guys on defense. Yeah, and I think. And you, you, I like the big effort part on defense, but you may be selling some of the athleticism short on the 
defensive side, and yeah. that's okay. But uh, yeah, he talked about you know six four and six five guys in that defensive front, long More. arms, etc. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Gus, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear what you have to say. On the EH Flooring Center chat line at uh, DoubleT973.com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, ben asks this question. Uh, AD, is Tech going to offer AM receiver transfer Evan Stewart? So McGuire was asked about um, broadly that in the press conference today, not specifically about Stewart, but hey, what are you still looking to get in this 24 class or in the portal? And uh, he said that they still want to add or would like to add, if they can find the right one, an interior, an older interior defensive lineman. Now they had a Juco kid committed for a little bit. He flipped to BYU. I think, um, the uh, the prospects uh, LDS Faith played a big role in that in that decision. Good luck, have fun in Provo, uh, Vio con Dios. Um, so you know whether it's through the portal, they just offered a kid that I think committed to Houston not that long ago. They'll try to flip him, I guess, um, and see if there's anyone else that they like. But I I don't I don't know that they're going to exert a lot of effort to land another receiver now. If Evan Stewart called them out of the blue and said, "Hey, I want to come to Texas Tech," I don't, yeah. I don't know that you're turning him down. Um, but again, like we've talked about in the past, you know, the, the, you have a limited amount, a set amount of of resources to allocate to recruiting. Um, before it was just time and energy slash effort. Now it's time, energy slash effort, and nil money. Yep. And so. You know, I, I don't know that you think that's a big value play for Evan Stewart uh, because for the next month, for you know, in January, they're going to focus almost exclusively on the 2025 and 2026 classes and kind of get ahead there. So um, kind of a long answer, but I doubt it, I guess. They did offer him out of high school, but so did everyone else. Uh, this is the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from our friend Stephen, who says Steve hate. No, there's no, there's no hate, no hate. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, is this long snapper, the kiddo from Lake Travis, with the peanut <laughs> allergy that was victimized by his teammates. I don't think so. No, this. this- our deep snapper committed from California. Okay. There you go. Um, how about this news? Uh, Oregon State and Washington State are in line to join the West Coast Conference as affiliate members and play conference games in every sport but football and baseball against WCC programs for the next two seasons. 
Wow. How about that? Not Mountain West. So football would play Mountain West schedule. The rest of their sports, minus baseball, would play WCC sports. I wonder where their baseball team would I know. play. I agree. Because, um, I mean, I don't know about Wazoo, but Oregon State has a pretty proud history in baseball. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and and a proud recent history, Wazoo had a Hall of Fame coach back in the 60s and 70s, Bobo Brayton, and they did some good things and went to Omaha a few times. And, you know, I think he won 1,400 games in his career, but it's it's not what you're talking about. I mean, that's, um, you know, that, that I mean, it, it, my assumption is we're then talking about, for them, life as an independent. Um. And so they would cert- they could certainly play each other a couple times, and and I would think, I mean, I would think that's a home, you know, a weekend at our place and a weekend at your place. Like we're gonna get a get a bunch of that in, probably be able to get games with, a, you know, plenty of uh, p- plenty of midweeks with, you know, Washington, Gonzaga, Oregon, all that kind of stuff. Stack up as much of that as they could, but if they were doing it, if I'm right about them, and I'm just guessing here, if they're doing it as independent, man, that's that's uh that's them calling conferences like the big 12 going hey i noticed you're the uh open week on april 23rd and 24th i'd like to play uh, i'd like to play the beaver you know like you're they're they're scrambling and they're probably having to commit big resources to a schedule like that as well um because they're not be able to just hop on a bus and do that given given their location do you think that they're because I'm pretty sure that the WCC only sent one team to the postseason yeah. last year. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think Loyola Marymount was 21 and six. They won the conference. No other team was better than 17 and 10. And that's the league the Zags are in, right? Right. Gonzaga was. Um, yeah, they weren't very good last year. They were 14 and 13. These are all conference. Yeah, yeah, by sure, the way. sure, yeah, sure. They were 18 and 34 overall. Um, do you think that those programs dump their basketball programs in, in the West Coast Conference because they're not very good anyways and so it doesn't really matter and maybe there's a bit more I don't know uh, I mean pride might not be the right word but a, a bit more of a hope that okay maybe we can find our baseball team a spot where they can compete with more peer like programs right and and maybe protect their uh protect their um, ability to compete nationally yeah you know they're they're uh it's, it's, you're and you're exactly right about oregon state and if you're washington state you probably have to follow oregon state i mean in, in that conversation right so yeah. like, nope we're gonna stay independent or we're going That's to a good the point i mean that that makes it really tough and so um but yeah, that that'll be a that'll be interesting. I'll have to, I mean, there's there's a website where a lot of baseball ops guys will go and post. Hey, we're looking for a series on this weekend, and it's kind of done by dates and different things. I'll be interested to see. Of course, we'd be talking about not this coming spring, of course. Uh, but yeah, the, you'd be yeah. scrambling for 2025. Mercy. That's uh. 
This person says on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, bring their baseball teams to the Big 12. Someone else, bring those baseball teams mm-hmm. to the Big 12. It would help us with Iowa State and Colorado not having teams. That's not a bad idea. You know, I it it's I'm always interested in because on paper just the the idea I think is perfectly valid. Um uh, Utah, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, not you know, they're they're not gonna be you know, drive, flying to West Virginia every weekend. Um but uh, you know, I, I'm always interested and curious about those sorts of conversations like how would that work financially is it truly just driven by ncaa tournament units and which is nowhere near and as lucrative and when we talk about that we've really usually talk about that in basketball and that's big money versus the baseball conversation not as big yeah i just uh Like, what's the win? Right? Like, if you're the Big 12 mm-hmm. and you're they, they come to you with this proposal, what's the win? They don't, like, again, they have, yeah. there's some history there, right? They're mm-hmm. not just absolutely terrible. Um, but it, it's, it's not like they're the, you know, baseball equivalent of Alabama knocking on your no. door. Mm-mm. Um, it's a lot of travel and probably at most going to last for two years. And it, yeah, it's at the geographical edge of, of yeah. the thing. And the, the other part is I might be a little concerned about it. Cause I might want to know what's going on with the ACC in Florida state or tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus i'm aaron we're joining you today until six o'clock we will have the uh, cowboys crosstalk program coming up at seven here on double t 97.3 uh, at 6 on 100.7 The Score, we'll have the high school fan zone featuring coaches from Friendship, Cooper, and Liberty. And then at 11 o'clock, 11, P. 11 p.m. <laughs> uh, on both 100.7 The Score and 107.7 Yes FM, we will have Lady Raider basketball versus Oregon State. Uh, of course, they're playing in Maui right now. They took their first setback last night. They did. They lost to Tulsa. Uh, 66 to 58. They were outscored 17-7 in the uh, first quarter, uh, 14 to nine in the third. Uh, they, you know, battled back a bit in the fourth, but just they had already dug themselves too much of a hole. Um, you know, they got to within six at one point late. Um, you know, seven here, but yeah, just uh. Not a great performance. They fall to eleven and one. Uh, Tulsa nine and three, and uh, you hope they can salvage things with a win against a uh, an Oregon State squad that uh, is nine and zero. You mentioned the Florida State stuff. It's interesting, gut like because this came out last night, almost as soon as we ended the show, actually. Mm-hmm. 
And there hasn't been a lot of follow-up content that you normally would see for a store like this. And I'm, I'm sure the time of year is, is playing into that because so many people are um, focusing on signing day and the portal and bowl, bowl games. games yeah. And plus you have Playoffs. the holidays. Mm-hmm. If this was, if this story came out in August or if it came out three weeks from now, I think that there would be a bit more of a, a rush to follow up on it by other reporters. But as far as I've seen, Gus, this there's really not been any of this, which I think is interesting. And and beyond just that, I don't know that this says a whole lot that we already didn't know. But all of that uh, backstory and context aside, uh, Andrea Adelson of ESPN, and I think Pete Thamel contributed to that report, um, last night on ESPN saying that, quote, Florida State has had renewed in-depth discussions about its long-term future in the ACC in recent weeks uh, with talks reignited following the Seminoles' omission from the college football playoff earlier this month. I don't think that's a, uh, I don't think that's a tremendous surprise either. Um and I, I think that it it could have been something I texted to you, not that it was some p- profound declaration there, but I, I remember thinking shortly and soon after the the in the in the wake of the the snub, yeah, of the snub, like boy, if if uh, Florida State was lamenting their ACC brand before that, what's it going to be like now? And uh, so the fact that this is ratcheted up and the as 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 much as that feels kind of like old news, really just about a couple months. I mean, a couple weeks, right? Three, almost three weeks. That's two and a half weeks old news. It, like, and here's what I don't understand. I I think if you're a Florida State fan, administrator, coach, player, you have every right to be mad that you were left out of the playoff, right? I think mm-hmm. that was, um. A terrible move, a gutless move by the committee, a coward, a cowardice type move. Um, I don't, I don't understand why you're blaming the ACC though for that. Oh, I agree. Because in, in your heart of hearts, e- even if the ACC had three more ranked teams on the schedule for Florida State, where they won those games, say, say that Pitt was ranked, Miami was ranked. And uh, Vatek was ranked. It doesn't change the calculus, really, right? You were left out, no matter what the committee says, because Jordan Travis was injured. Yeah. And your, your backup quarterback, plural, backup quarterbacks, didn't exactly light the world on fire in his absence. Uh, they would have found other reasons to leave you out. They would have, again, we talked about this before it even happened that the committee comes up with their answers first <laughs> and then tailors yeah. the questions to fit them. Um, and so your your conference affiliation, your conference schedule has nothing to do with it. Second of all, if, if you want to be mad about how weak the ACC was perceived this year, go be mad at Clemson. Right? Go be bad with your kind of compatriot 
who's also looking to leave. They're the ones who didn't live up to their end of the bargain. True. Right? I mean. But there ain't one thing in my life that I've ever failed at, Tyler. Like, the ACC brought you a ranked Duke team to Dope Campbell. Right? They were ranked 16th at the time. Now, they didn't last in the rankings because their quarterback got hurt, Riley Leonard. But you had a ranked Duke team on your schedule, right? Mm -hmm. The conference is fine. You had a, a top 15 Louisville team. Uh, in the championship game for you with the first-year head coach. The, the conference was not like a pro. I mean, you, you had three teams in a conference of 16, 17 if you count Notre Dame, um, that had losing records, right? Syracuse bowl team, Boston College bowl team, Miami bowl team, Duke bowl team, North Carolina, Clemson, Vatech, yeah. Georgia Tech, NC State, Louisville, Florida State. Like, you, you didn't just feast on a bunch of no-brand, scummy, right. crap teams. Why are you mad at the ACC for this? Yeah, I, I, and I would assume the answer to that is is less about the snub. It's just a convenient thing to... Uh, we're yeah, mad. What right. else are we bad about? That, the ACC exactly screw them. That's exactly yeah. it. That that you know the meteorites thing and and where they are at this point in time and all the things that they did in the summer. They hit pause on that and then the snub happened and it's like and no, we're still mad at you, you know, or you know, or however that's going to play out. Whether that's them rattling to get out of the league or that's them rattling for you know more money whatever more 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 of a bigger share of the media rights than say a wake forest or whatever who knows or to put put the prize dollars on the championship thing that was one of the models i think that was thrown around this summer um but yeah no no surprise that that volume got turned up in the wake of the uh snub it's probably going to turn up anyway were they in the playoff that might have waited until mid-January to turn it back up? But we're getting mid-December. You know, and I, I would also think, too, that if, if you are a Florida State, right, and I don't know that there are too many teams not in the SEC or the Big Ten that could say this, or at least not heading to one of those, those conferences. I think Florida State is one of those few programs, and Clemson is probably there, too, and Notre Dame is a separate deal, but that it's – where you're going to get benefit of the doubt from an at-large standpoint in the 12-team playoff, right? If if you're if you're 11 and one, but you're not, or 11 and two, and you don't win your conference, you're going to get way more benefit of the doubt than an 11 and one Texas Tech, sure. right? Or an 11 yep. and one Baylor. Yep. All right. You don't need SEC or Big Ten affiliation to get that benefit of the doubt. More tech talk next. Week. <laughs> The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on the on uh, Double T 97.3. Double T 97.3.com. With... Uh, Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 
6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments in the Yates Flooring Center chat line at doubletea973.com. Uh, this person says on the chat line, that week's schedule coming to an end for the Lady Raiders. Reality will now set in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, I am not super up-to-date on uh, women's basketball advanced metrics. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if their strength of schedule up to this point was pretty low. But I don't know that that's um, a crime or something bad. Uh, I think when you are a program like the Lady Raiders that is trying to kind of get back to where you think you belong, or at the very least back to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, it, it, you need to build toward conference play. This isn't a, a beauty pageant uh, where you need to stock up on big time games because in the non-conference because your conference schedule stinks. Uh, if you take care of business in the Big Twelve, it'll handle itself. And so I, I'm not. I don't think it's bad that they um, scheduled a pretty manageable first eleven games. Um, you need to gel as a team and work some things out and figure some things out and, and that, you know, hopefully afforded them a chance to do that. And, you know, as long as you're at your best or, or close to it, once conference play starts, then that's, then that's the goal in my opinion. Yep. I, I agree. I, I don't, uh, so many new faces there. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I don't know that, yeah, I don't know that the strength of schedule is probably something they were super concerned about other than just in the in the flow of these teams getting a little bit tougher and them having a having a uh, what about a six week window of time to prepare for conference play. But yeah, it's a, um I would assume the Big Twelve women's basketball schedule is competitive enough that if they get to a five hundred record or thereabouts, they're in the in the hunt. This in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, the committee has been gutless till now, Dickens. They showed backbone by making the difficult decision and choosing the four best teams, all caps, and not most deserving get it right. Uh, then why do we even play the damn games? Right? Why have a playoff at all? Um, if we're going to disregard uh, resume, if we're going to disregard what you've done, if we're going to explain away losses, um, then why have a playoff at all? Right? Why not just put one versus two or, you know, take it to the extreme and just crown a champion in December? Why do we play the games? What's the point? When if, if they were doing all the way the four best teams, then how is Georgia not in there? Right. They just lost a game. True. Yeah. They were like number if, one all year. If we take it to that extreme and go, hey, please, Las Vegas, please tell us who the best teams are, then Georgia would be in there. Right? Somewhere. Um so yeah, like they they didn't choose the four, they didn't rank the top four best teams because George is behind Florida State, right? And if if that's what they were doing, if they truly had a backbone, like you said, then they would just hey slap it out on the table and go, hey guys, George is better than them. I don't care that they got smoked. We just we're in the tank for the SEC. We just can't get enough. 
this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Val. When there were two teams in the championship game, number three cried foul. Now that there are four, so five feels slighted. This is the last year for four teams. Next year's 13 will be the team with their nose out of joint. I, I, I don't think it's the same. I don't. I don't think that that is an, a, a a valid comparison. Who's who's the thirteenth ranked team right now in the? I remember. I think Liberty was twelve on most of the uh, twelve. LSU. Yeah. I mean, and no one's going to sit here on a. I can guarantee you that I will not sit here on. Uh, you know, in this room next year, and complain about thirteen being left out. Oh, yeah, and, and that would be loud in the uh, SEC circles. Certainly, whoever number thirteen is, it'll be loud. But that's not going to be as loud as number five now. So, it could maybe not even be as loud as number three in two thousand four. We talked about that Auburn team in 04. Um But you know, we we also have fun with. I mean, when on Selection Sunday and hoops. You know, we come in here on Monday and go, oh, my gosh. You know, NC State got left out. They had, they had a winning record in the ACC. You know, there's always one of those. But that, that conversation goes away by about Tuesday at noon, other than there locally. We'll do a little bit in baseball as well. Because you're never going to have an undefeated conference champion from a Power 5 conference at 13. Right. Okay? Like, that's. Florida State went undefeated. They did everything that they should do, right? Everything that you would ask from a power conference team, they did. They played, played a challenging non-conference, right? They played LSU at a neutral site. They played Florida on the road, right? Florida's their yearly uh, rivalry game. They went undefeated in their conference. They beat Clemson, right? Not their fault. Clemson was terrible this year. And by the way, that game was in uh, Death Valley, they, they beat a top 15 team in the conference championship game. Their quarterback got hurt. They had no control over that. If we're not putting those teams into the, a four-team playoff, then just burn it down. And remember, one of the things that's that – one of the conversations that's happening around this, and the, the SEC is rattling um, – what's his name? Their commissioner um, is rattling about this. Uh, the – let's not have any conference champions in the top 12 with automatic slots. Let's just take the top 12 period. Um, and you know, that's a very SEC thing like to say, and I would imagine AD that this conversation when it happens for the first time next year, when that 13th team is an SEC team, that'll be who, Coaches are talking about, oh yeah, they deserve to be in the top. So, you know, the, the, there'll be there will be a lobbying effort. That if if they played in this other conference over here, they would have done this. But they play in the toughest conference, you know. And 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 the question's going to be, are they getting, um, you know, is the SEC going to get four teams in this playoff or three teams in this playoff? You know that that that'll be the deal. And, and after a couple of years, if they feel like the, the snubs have been loud, they'll be the ones lobbying for no big 12. Your champion doesn't get an automatic bid. You've, you know, who do you think you are? And here we go. Uh, this on the Yates flooring center chat line, Vegas at Oregon beating Washington in the PAC 12 championship game. So they don't get it right either. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, somebody says this. Haha, you will have number 13 is Texas Tech. No. Like any, any team at 13 or really even 12, 11, or 10 has has so many clear, obvious flaws. The, the answer is one more games. You can't say that for Florida State. There were no other games for them to win. More Tech Talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6. Love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. Uh, someone says this, if uh, I was Florida State, I would decline to play in the bowl game versus Georgia as a protest for getting screwed out of the college football playoff. You probably wouldn't get the 10 extra practices. and wouldn't get the visibility of a New Year's Day game. I mean, yeah. I think that is, uh, that's one of those things that might feel good for like 30 seconds. Taking your ball and going home and kind then of a deal. Yeah. for the rest of your life, well, or a very long time, something that you uh, you regret. Because the systems are different. It's not like you're affecting this group of people with by your absence over here. I mean, what that is, is a is, a, is an administration making the same d- d- decision, I guess, akin to, uh, you know, ha- we don't want a game by hurt and doing this thing, you know, so we're just going to, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's it's taking your ball and going home. It's the it's it would be the world's biggest pout. But sometimes in life you have to eat a bleep sandwich. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you are. Go make your point by beating Georgia. Yeah, I mean, kick yeah. Georgia's ass and make a point. I mean, that that's right. you know, if you if if they go play like the distracted you know a distracted pouting team and Georgia smokes them, Georgia's going to be the one going. Hey, we got screwed. And and Georgia's probably yeah. The, the, Georgia has their own, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I- internal it, not issues is going to be very too strong. But like they thought they deserved mm-hmm. a spot in the playoff, even after the loss to Alabama. I mean, think about the one law, the one team they lost to was a pretty good team, and uh, it really is hard to imagine Georgia not being one of the four best teams. But here we are. This person says in the Yates Floorings in her chat line, uh, if, but for the last play in the Iron Bowl, Alabama would have had two losses. So you're right. Mm-hmm. And that would have come to a team that the week before had lost to New Mexico State. Uh, team Money 806 uh, folks are still arguing the FSU scam. 90% of America agrees that FSU was hosed. Bama or Texas should have been left out and Florida State in. Debate which of those two all you want, but Florida State should be in. Um, this in the chat line. Uh, Florida State and all slighted parties of the ACC should keep the four-letter network in court until they fixed fix the agreement. Uh, Bob Bowlesby style, what works? That's from LH. Someone else says this. FSU was left for the playoff because their quarterback got hurt and they were no longer one of the best four teams. Regardless of their record, it would have been Cincinnati 2.0. Get off at Dickens. They won all their games! They won all their games. They don't play in the American Conference. They don't play in the Mountain West. They don't play in the Sun Belt. They play in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They beat Clemson in Death Valley, right? They beat a top 15 
uh, Louisville team in the conference championship game without their starting quarterback, without their backup quarterback. They beat LSU to open up the season with the eventual, eventual Heisman Trophy winner on at a neutral site, a top five LSU team at the time. What else do you have? Like, what else could they do? And if you're going to leave them out because somebody got hurt, one, you're, you're overriding hundreds, well, a century of uh, sports messaging of, hey, the team is bigger than any one person, right? And two, what's the point of playing the games if you're not going to get to play for it all when you win all of all your of damn it, games? Yeah, sure. And you're not. And I'm not like, I don't like Florida State, right? I, I get a chuckle every time that they rattle their sabers about leaving the ACC. I hope that they get their ass owned in court when, if and when they challenge the renter rights. Um, but if if Florida State, if Florida State can't get in uh, after winning all of their games because the committee is too scared to not have an SEC team in one playoff, yeah, the whole system should be blown up. Unfortunately, it, it is with the uh, 12-team tournament or as, as blown up as it's going to get. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Dabo has never eaten an ish sandwich. Actually, I saw some some not great things about Dabo today on Twitter. Um, Did you know? Apparently, the the father of a current but soon to not be current player at Clemson, who also himself played at Clemson, alleging that uh, Dabo Sweeney, after learning that said player was going to transfer out after the bowl game. Uh, kind of bullied him for two straight days of practice. Like, above and beyond just kind of hard-nosed coaching. Um, and it was to the point where the former player went public with it, which I think, you know, I don't know the guy, but I would think generally, if, if you're a former football player at an institution, um, it would take a lot for you to go public with a grievance against the current coach. Right? Because of your... Right. Because of a family member involved, right? That would be bit unusual um this person says ohio state had by far the best loan loss in the country surprised they weren't considered i doubt alabama or texas can beat them uh dickens can you say that florida state right now can beat any of the teams in the top four sure yeah of course they can, can have you their, have you their backup this sport before right can yes would they be likely to beat him with backup quarterback in uh, i don't know if i'm taking that bet but yes they can absolutely yeah like give me that starter give me that four-year starter heck yeah i'm, I'm this, anxious this to watch sports, all of it yeah it is right we, we watch it because things don't happen the way that they're always supposed to if it did we wouldn't watch right mm -hmm. do, do, does anybody watch Maryland, uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore, because they love whatever dumb dog mascot they have, <laughs> right? Or do they watch those games because they might upset a one seed like they did? Like, what are we doing here? Right? I mean, would you have said in the second to last week of the season that New Mexico State could beat Auburn in Auburn? Hell no, you wouldn't have. They beat him by 21 points. Yeah, thrashed him. Yeah, so, we, yeah, you can't sit here and say definitively that they would lose. That's why they play the games.
This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.